Welcome to the Sustainable Investor Podcast, where we will discuss topics of interest within the realm of personal finance and sustainability. I'm your host, Frank Beiskov, and I'm excited to share a variety of ideas across the intersection of personal values and personal finance. The show is intended to be educational and inspiring in nature, and should not be construed as personalized investment, legal, or tax advice. Advisory services are offered through 44 Financial, a member of Advisory Services Network, LLC. Now, let's get started and dive into today's episode. Being a sustainable consumer can mean uh, different things. Um, And today, we will take a look at a topic that, from a sustainable investing perspective, can be potentially divisive, namely wine. Some would like to exclude this exposure, while others appreciate the opportunity to enjoy it as part of the holidays or a social gathering. I'm joined today by Esteve Salgado, a good friend from back in the swimming days at American University. And he is the founder of Tradewind Specialty Imports, uh, a wine distributor uh, that has a pretty large um, list of wine options, including sustainable, organic, biodynamic options. And uh, yeah, today we'll go into what some of these terms mean. So Estebe, welcome to the to the show. Thank you for having me, Frank. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here and uh, thank you for the intro. Well, it is, uh, I'm quite excited to see where, where this conversation goes today. So let, let's just dive, dive right in. Like if you have a wine that is labeled sustainable or organic, what does that mean? And are there regional differences? And... So um, I'll, I'll start by introducing a little bit, um, you know, how we, how we know each other too from, from I would say, the, 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 uh, the pool days, so from the water to, to wine, right? Um, uh, these days are, are more <laughs> um, uh, involved with with the with wine, but uh, um, yes, uh, I formed a, a company 15 years ago now that uh, um, with connections that uh, that were both from Europe and uh, you know we always have that connection with our home country. I'm originally from San Sebastian, Spain, so. Um, a big city when it comes to food, wine, um, slow food movement and ingredients um, uh, and uh, at the end of the day, the environment that we live in, right? Um, so with that concept, you come to another country, which is the U.S., big, huge, um, and uh, there's um, a custom into what the, the U.S. gives us, uh, I think, Eating habits is one of them, and that's what I've been doing, I guess, uh, um, on the f- food or wine part, right? Uh, restaurants, a lot of restaurateurs, chefs uh, and, uh, that I've met throughout 15 years doing this. And and, and I think uh, the niche that we created was gone, again, back to the origins where the ingredients are the most important part, right? So in my case the the grapes right um how 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 important um the environmental and sustainability factor comes in to um to make wine it's you know seems very very simple in in essence correct uh, but but a lot of 
lot of hard work behind to make sure that um your you know your crop is proper and and your your you know the farm or the the harvest and and the whole process through it uh, it it's done it's done the best possible way correct um with that said uh i initiated my my trade winds career uh with with the vision of of that the farmers have to be the the actual um actors right the farmers the the people that that really cultivate that land and really take care of the um the the crop or in this case the their vineyards needs to be the 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 guys that we work with and and how can i how can i pass that message into the the customers and my my you know the people that i interact with every day right and 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 it's 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 a hard thing to do um i have to say but like slowly but surely uh i think um you know the message has come along to see what uh and, and you see it in in supermarkets like whole foods but like also in the smaller mom and pop shops where like you know um there's an organic section there's also a natural wine section correct so you know it's it's evolving throughout the time and i think it has to do with that simple factor of sustainability and what you know um uh, what feels good drinking a natural wine or, or like organically produced wine it's not just because it feels good on the glass but also like the good the good factor that uh that you're doing something good for for your for your community right um so that's that's how I ventured, I guess, in the into the wine into the wine business after after the days on the pool, Frank. Yeah, yeah no, you like already a, know all about water. <laughs> water to wine is definitely a, a great transition there. Yeah. Um. So, so um, you said like you, you work a lot with old world uh, wineries, um, but you are global, as far as I know. Correct. So started all world um, again with the origins in Spain, uh, with wineries in in France, uh, Italy, Spain, but then also the New World. Correct. Argentina, Chile, um, even here in the U.S., uh, farmers out in uh, California. We have a, an amazing cidery in called Brooklyn Cider House, which is a good friend, and and but all with the same the same philosophy correct uh the same philosophy again they they needed to be the farmers the ones that cultivate the land and and that that are are good um i think a good representation of of their of their community and their environment correct uh, because if they, don't, if, if they don't treat their their land properly um you might get something in the short term but uh i think everybody knows farming it's not it's never a short-term sort of business. Uh, so, you know, uh, the ones that have succeeded, I think, um, are the ones that look at it for, you know, not just our generation, you know, it, it's the ones that keep um, generation after generations uh, continuing doing what's what's best for, for their environment. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, no, I think about like the organic movement, organic farming, uh, a lot of this going back to how people used to do it before 
fertilizers before everything else right. came about. Uh, so take it like if you have an organic wine, it's pretty much it's done the old school way. Is that right? Yes. So, and I have a, a quick story on that. I was visiting a supplier um, uh, a year ago or so, not this summer, but the previous summer, and, and it's gone through generations, correct? So so they, you know, talking to the, the, the uh, nowadays who runs, it's the sun uh, and everything, and, and um, he was explaining. We went, you know, through walk through the vineyard and like everything is beautiful out in Catalonia, um, you know, um, and, and, and so forth. But uh, um, we go up the hill a little bit and, and he, you could see the entire vineyard, right? And there were a few like, um, like they called bald spots, right? Like, you know, you see a beautiful vineyard, but there are few, a few sections where there's no vines or the vines have not produced and there's no leaves and stuff like that. So, um, Ask him. So what's what's going on over there? Like, is there something? And and the reaction with this was, uh, so, you know, it's a winery that it's been for I think in the family for 150 years or something like that, right? And and uh, they're saying, well, in the beginning of the century, there was this movement of like you know, producing or or the the important part was how much fruit you could get, correct? doesn't matter the quality of the fruit but like my grandfather you know you know this is what they told us and like they would they would use in 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 you know uh fertilizers and and, and to make sure that everything was clean right like we need just the vine but like that eventually started killing the um the land right the the, the uh, um all the nutrients that the land give that gives that plant, right? So, so eventually, those plants that you know needed to survive maybe longer, they started to die. Um, so now, um, after grandfather went to father, father saw that his father and and uh, just uh, realized, wow, we we must be doing something that is not good for ourselves and our next generations. So we need to change that, right? So completely radically changed the way that you know um they were they were um practicing um their their part and then through the last uh, 30 years his dad went from being someone that used conventional uh winemaking to biodynamic winemaking right so not not only the organic which which you were asking, what did it take? Well, first of all, like you know, it takes a lot of a lot of time. <laughs> That's the first thing <laughs> yeah. to convert something into organic, right? Like because you have to use certain things, uh, not using any any chemicals. Clearly, that's that's one of them. But like that's just on the farming part. And what happens in the vineyard effects, right? And and then again, from organic to to biodynamic farming. It has to do the biodynamic farming. It has to do all with the environment, correct? Not just what you know. Yeah, they they tell us this. The the, the you know we have to plant it in in full moon and and all that you know, good and great stuff. But it, you know, biodynamic farming has to do more with how also your your business is set up, right? How how you're environmental friendly and 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 how you you know how your employees are living correct uh, how 
how we use the, the, the how we also like recycle the, the, the bottles that we use or like clean them. So all of that has to do with, with a lot of, with a lot of investment behind as well. And not everybody is suitable to do that, but uh, you know, um, but not at the, the sometimes timing is is difficult. So um, yeah, but uh, that's what we strive, and that's what the, the at the end of the day, there are small families that that really understand how their next generations need to like survive as well, right? Um, so yeah, like looking uh, at the life life cycle of a of a vine, like you're you're thinking long term, uh, like you're thinking not just this year, next year, like it takes a long time for it to produce a quality that four, is what you four, need. Four and a, sorry to interrupt you, Frank, four, four and a half years, if you don't graft it or anything like that, just to start giving you something, correct? So right. if, I, if, if you and I want to invest in a winery and we want to start today, we buy the land, you know, at least four years until we get something to then start producing some wine. So, whew, that's a yeah, no, that's a little bit of that, that's why like the multi generational uh, makes right. sense. Yes, yes, um, it does, it does. And now, now uh, can I'm curious, can you taste the difference? I can don't think taste... I can, but can you? <laughs> you? You have like much finer palate than than me, but can you taste uh... the difference? Yes, you can taste the difference. Uh, more than tasting the difference, it's practices that they use uh, that you're familiar with, and you you know your palate at the end of the day is trained, correct? Uh, um, of of certain techniques that they're they're using, um, uh, and and you more than that, it it. Uh, with with this whole natural wine movement, um, you definitely taste it <laughs> because there, you know, when when you make wine, uh, you want to make sure that it's wine at the end of the day. Uh, it's fermented grape juice. It seems very simple, but uh, but it goes through a lot, and and I've had tasted a lot of, in my opinion defaulted natural wines these days right so um you know the uh, volatile acidity is super high or like you know certain things that my opinion um could be corrected and but then you find certain other producers that are that again they've been doing this for such a long time that for them it's like you know yes this is how we've been doing it you know it's not part of the movement or part of uh, some sort of uh, so yes yes making a well, long, uh, longer so, story short <laughs> yes you taste it you taste it yeah no but as I said like it, it's reverting back to the uh, traditional more wine growing uh, instead of the industrial um, where it was, it was mass more than anything um, now I'm, I'm from Denmark uh, as you know and it used to, there was a, like the, the wine producing countries down south used to have, you know, there was the quality wine, there was the cheap wine, there was this, and then the stuff you could send to Denmark because they would drink anything. Like it didn't matter. It was just <laughs> uh, back when wine became popular. Like, and you said like, it was, it was more like a volume thing than yeah. quality. 
Yeah. Uh, I think what, what you stand for and uh, is definitely the quality aspect, working with a lot of smaller producers yes. instead of big industrial complexes. Yes. Um, and and so, yeah, yeah, we do that. But but I also have to say, um, for example, uh, and, and I go back to also Spain, uh, one of the biggest family, and, and it's still family owned. That's what it's very, very in my opinion, very respectful. Um, it's a uh, Torres, which is a very, you know, a, a very good company, and and what they've done also, it's something that uh, they've gone back to not just restoratively, like they restored certain grape varietals that were disappearing. Correct. So they went through certain history books and everything like that, and see what grape varietals were planted here. You know, hundred 50 years ago or whatever it is that some of them, you know, we can always recognize Cabernet Sauvignon or Sauvignon Blanc or, or, but there are certain grape varietals that they, they, they started a movement to, to restore those, those missing ones. So that's, that's also, you know, uh, in my opinion, very, very good for, for all of us in the, in the industry as well, just so, so we can get more knowledge. Correct. And, and sometimes the smaller producers don't have the the financial ability to do so. So you know um, that's that's also good. Yeah, no, that, that's always a risk with doing something that's different. Um, no, I, I think you have to find the as with anything, find the right fit between the local soil topography and the right grapes and and, and what the market can can carry uh, as well. Um, and if not, well, go to like Denmark, right? a new... <laughs> Or if not, go to Denmark, and you know, it's you guys, you guys will drink it all. So it's it's all good. Uh, I, I think I think it's changed a little bit since the eighties, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, it, it's, but it's not like a historical wine country, and you, you can definitely see compared to um, if you go to Southern Europe, uh, you go to you know, have a conversation with you, like it's a part of the culture that. Um, it's not in Denmark. In Denmark, you can talk beer all day. Carlsberg, yeah. uh, Tuborg, uh, like a couple of pretty big brands there. Uh, so you can talk beer all day because that's part of the culture of, of snobs. Like my parents make, right. like for Christmas, we have five different kinds of snobs on the table. <laughs> uh, wine, that's oh, that's a nice looking label. Yeah. Uh, and you know, the, the culture behind it, going back to, I guess, pre-Roman times, um, like really lends itself to to a study and like a specialty yeah it's it's a i mean long long lasting history uh, uh you you even and and that's one of the beauties that i that i like out my industry that i i never keep i always i always keep learning um you know the day that i tell you that i'm i know everything about wine frank i'm completely lying to you i'm completely <laughs> lying to you so um, yes, and, and that's the beauty of it, correct? Because you can always find certain things from different countries that are doing uh, things that you might think are, you know, uh, sometimes unconventional, but then they're incredible. They're incredible, and that's how they did it. You know, aging in amphoras and like you know certain things that um, that um, yeah, that it's that's the beauty of it. That's the beauty of. Uh, and and more, if you really like uh, food and wine, correct? Uh, because at the end of the day, I always say it's a it's a it's 
if not the best complement on the table, one of the best on the, you know, when you're eating, correct? Um, and that's also part of culture. I think culture, uh, uh, yeah, culture yeah, that no, we, it's, we've uh... had. Uh, it's such an amazing journey that I um, just tap out. It's more if I have a question, I know who to go to and ask. And clearly, you're the, the subject matter expert in this one. Um, uh, anything else you would like to go into? Um, this, I've learned so much just from this conversation. Um, and well, like Frank, being a sustainable how... consumer is. It's a big part of what what I do, and like finding stuff you can feel good about, like uh, both consuming and like purchasing. Um, now, uh, where where can people find out more about you, and like where, where can they find you and, and the wines you carry? Yes. Um, so, so one of the um, throughout the last few years, uh, business partner that that I have and I, uh, uh, we we went into everybody's you know close at home and where can i get the wine um so we ventured into the into the internet which is something that uh uh yes uh unfortunately i think you can connect with a lot of more people virtually these days and what we used to correct um so that's a we created a, a website called wearethewine.com and uh, everything that we do, uh, you'll see very, again, uh, following the same philosophy that, that we've been doing in the in the import company and trade wins. It's just uh, um, small producers. Uh, we're clearly um, focusing on those because they're at the end of the day unknown to to most of the you know they're not in in the bigger groceries or anything like that. Uh, but uh, we've done a great job here in the DC metro area to um, to spread that word, and and that's that's where you can find most of our wines, if not all. Um, fortunately or unfortunately, what we you know we get um, small producers, so sometimes the stock availability is like get it as soon as you can, sort of thing, like you know. Uh, first come, first serve uh, in, in that sense. But uh, everything that we carry uh, these days is uh, available at wearethewine.com. So. Oh, thank you. And I know you have a little uh, little special for the listeners today. Yes. Uh, any Anybody that is associated with Frank and 44 Financial, we're doing a, a special uh, coupon that uh, is uh, going to be sent to you guys, correct? And... Frank, uh, we're donating five percent of all the sales uh, to a charity that uh, that you pick. Um, yeah, so well, something I, I, environment I, related. I'm assuming. Well, I, I was actually thinking since we're talking food and wine, uh, go with the Capital Area Food Bank because uh, there's still a big need uh, to to even get food on the table, and with the holidays coming up. Um, I think that that's a great, great charity. Uh, they do well established, do a lot of great work uh, to, to keep it within, you know, like the, the realm of <laughs> food and wine, maybe not so much wine, but at least food. Uh, so yeah, 5% will go to the Capital Area Food Bank. Um, and, uh, and then there's a little discount as well. 
Um, and they, um, yeah, ten percent discount. I forgot to mention yep. that. So ten percent yep. discount plus and five percent of of the the um, the sale goes to uh, the charity. Yep. Well, thank you so much, Giuseppe. Um, you, you can find the the coupon code forty four gift that will be available until the end of the year. Uh, also have it in the show notes. Um, and uh, yeah, go check out wearethewine.com. Uh, there's great, uh, great selection there. If you have any questions, I'll be happy to to make a um, make an introduction. Uh, yes, I, I will be happy to pass that on to the team, um, or I'll be happy to answer all the questions. I thought I thought Frank thought you were going to answer all the wine questions, and I wasn't going to, you know. Um, but uh, is it red? Okay, that sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, I, I'm I'm slowly learning, but um, no. A, a, any wine questions? Let's go to direct to the source. I think that's Sounds a much good. better, Sounds much good. better uh, solution. Well, thank you so much, Esteppe, and um, yeah, I, I said I, I learned a lot today, and there's so much more to learn. If you haven't learned everything, I there's definitely room for for me to grow as well. I I, I will try to keep keep it up. Keep it up, passing the word. So yes, and I uh, thank you very much for having me, Frank. It's been it's been great chatting with you, and and uh, I know you're doing you're doing great things with your with your own company as well. So um, yeah, thank you for having me. Well, you're very welcome. Thank you so much for listening to the Sustainable Investor Podcast. If you'd like more information or have questions or comments, my contact information is in the show notes. If you like the show, please subscribe and share it with two other people that may be interested in the topic as well. Until next time, go make a difference in your world. This podcast is intended for educational purposes only and should not be construed as personalized tax, investment, legal, or other professional advice. Before taking any actions, you should always seek the assistance of a qualified professional. The information contained in this podcast is derived from sources deemed to be reliable, but cannot be guaranteed. Past performance is not indicative of future results. All views and opinions expressed in this podcast are solely those of the presenter and do not reflect the views or opinions held by Advisory Services Network, LLC.